nature of your thoughts, gentlemen, when you say you move your lips in a particular way? Do you not see how haphazard this audit is? The devil is in the detail. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a cover-up. There will be plenty of time for questions. And then we'll turn to Tom Korski and get answers. He is, of course, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. Good morning, sir. Hi, Alex. Busy day on the hill uh, behind me watching the old hearings. Can't hear a word of what they're saying. But I know that the uh, Conservative Bloc and NDP all have, uh, they want an inquiry. They want documents. They want witnesses. And they are going to uh, table, I guess, a motion to push for this against. It'll really pit, I think, the NDP against the Liberals for the first time. What do you see happening today? Uh, They don't have a choice. The uh, cabinet has lost control of this. I agree with you. It was an abrupt turnaround by Democrat leader Jagmeet Singh on Monday when Mm -hmm. he said we have to get to the bottom of this with an independent inquiry. That knocked the bottom right out of the tub. The feds are going to get the inquiry they really wanted to avoid. This will go to the House of Commons. The vote is a formality there because if the liberals don't have the votes, they don't have the votes. So there will be a public inquiry that will ask. Did Chinese agents, I know that there's periphery, uh, you know, a little, little bit of axe grinding by people who would like to throw in some other questions. The, the major question is, did the uh, Chinese agents interfere in the 2019 and 2021 federal elections? It will be a uh, just a box of fireworks, Alex. Yeah, and, and, and to your point, so the NDP had said, well, let's not just look at China. We need to look into Iran and Russia as well. And, and Pierre Pauly ever wants it to be China because the problem with this is if the mandate is too big, it then gets really watered down. And so the thinking is you got to find out what happened here in this case. So I guess we'll find out if they're actually going to zero in. And and do you get the sense, because if we don't get the documents, if you don't get the national security documents, which of course can't be just printed anywhere, and if we don't get all the decision makers, the Katie Telfords, the Jerry Butts, all the people in the foundation, we're not actually, we're going to kind of go through a bit of a kabuki theater thing here. I think it's all about documents, and I think so with every inquiry. I thought so with the Public Order Emergency Commission. That's where we find out Attorney General Dave Lametti fantasized about sending tanks against the trucker inside Parliament Hill. That's where you found out the police said there was no emergency here. It's all in the documents in real time. What they were thinking, they're all compulsive tweeters and texters. You know that. You can mm-hmm. imagine the email traffic on this. The testimony under oath and threat of perjury, to my mind, forgive me, is almost secondary. It's the ability to compel disclosure of documents to a degree that a House Affairs Committee cannot do. That's where the, that's where the minefield is for Cabinet. Yeah, stay tuned. Meanwhile, um, Morris Rosenberg. So he is, if you ask people in Ottawa, very well respected. People really like him. He did work for Stephen Harper. He has done work for Trudeau. But he wrote the report that they have been going through now for the last 24 hours. And this is to tell us whether or not there was interference. And of course, it was so vague. Um, I don't really have any idea how much interference it was because they don't they don't even really know their own mandate. However, at the same time this was happening, you had the Trudeau Foundation, which he ran during the same period of time where the money went from fifty three million dollars to about seven hundred million dollars. And then you got the Trudeau Foundation saying, oh, we're going to refund this two hundred thousand dollar donation made by this person in question said to be linked to a clandestine operation. Um, and so there are a lot of people saying, look, he's not objective. This is not whether or not he's a, a good person or does good work. It's the optics for me in this. Well, it's ridiculous. 
<laughs> I don't have to hold Morris's hand. Hey, Maury, if you're working for the Trudeau Foundation, you can't do be the guy to review whether uh, Trudeau's re-election was on the level. That's just common sense. You know, there is a level of uh, sort of a transparency on accountability, conflict of interest at the school trustee level that, that might apply to Parliament once in a while. This is ridiculous. Why would you ask a former employee to see if you did a good job? What did you think he was going to say? <laughs> of course Rosenberg is going to come back and say, you know what, you guys are awesome. Oh, don't get me wrong. Some people got their hair must in the campaign, but I think you guys did a great job. I don't even know why they bothered. It tells you, you know what, when governments are eight years in office, they start making. That's what arrogance does to you. That's what eight years in office does to you. You start to convince yourself that it doesn't matter anymore. And what are you going to do about it anyway? That's fatal, Alex. Yeah, it would be fatal, I think, if they started combing through all the donations. But nonetheless, I guess we're not going to get uh, that far. But um, let me dive into a couple of other things. Cabinet signing uh, billions more for vaccines that have yet to be delivered. This is according to records you guys found. But vaccines in our contract for shipment, we're going to get another four booster shots for every Canadian already vaccinated. I, I, we have 90 million that have been used. And, and you know, because you reported, we're not allowed to see the contracts on these things. But why are we ordering more? Do you know anyone who's getting 18 booster shots? <laughs> That's the deal. Cabinet <laughs> says, look, it, there was a pandemic. It was, it was, a, it was a, a hectic time. We did our best. We want to order some vaccines so we could save lives. Got it. And they say, you know, we did pretty good. Prime Minister said we had, his words, we had a pretty good pandemic. We did a pretty good job compared to those other countries that ordered vaccines, to which MPs say, oh, okay, let's see the contracts. So we can contrast and compare. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, no, that's a secret. And you're only going to see those contracts if you swear an oath of secrecy that you will tell no one what the contents are. Well, other countries have disclosed their contracts, and we won't. I wonder why. Well, this could be one answer. They contracted, as you mentioned, by our approximate intelligent calculation, but it is an estimate, about $3 billion worth of uh, additional vaccine doses over the next two years that no one really wants. After they've mm -hmm. thrown millions away... And because they were date expired. This is big money, Alex. This is coming in, all told, at about $9 billion on the vaccine program. Did it have to be all or nothing? All will be disclosed when we see those vaccine documents. Isn't it interesting? It always comes back to the documents. It's not what they say. It's what they did. Follow the dollar. Every single time. That's all you have to do is follow the dollar. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but um, again, I, I, they're going to these ones. Let's predict Kreskin. Uh, these ones will get tossed out, too, because I literally who's getting all these shots? I know of nobody. Nobody. Um, I want to fit this one in because uh, Ju Justin Trudeau seems to want to pick a fight with Google, despite the fact that it was his government that picked a fight with Google and all these social media companies. Uh, but it's all over the fact that Google is um, test blocking news websites. And this all has to do with the new upgrade to all these uh, bills and broadcasting bills that the government is uh, trying to update. But the prime minister is now picking a fight. They want the Google Canada execs to uh, head to a committee hearing on this. This is like complete kabuki theater. <laughs> yeah, you know what's strange? The internet covers Everything? the whole <laughs> planet Earth. You know, there's yeah. it's 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 worldwide web. They used to call it, 
And mm. really, uh, I understand the, um, the, the sense that you would have from certain political operatives on Parliament Hill, how good it would feel to maybe take a straw man fight against some California Sharpies, the big tech giants that like to call them. Listen, if, you, if, if they think some lumberjacks in eastern Ontario on Parliament are going to start regulating the World Wide Web for their little pet projects, does it not occur to them that Google will look at 170 other countries and territories the world over and say, gee, well, if that's going to be the case, then I guess the Minnesota legislature and the town council in Harare and someone in Zaire, they're going to want to get their piece of the action, too. The Internet's over. This will end badly. But in the meantime, Google is saying, yeah, sure, we can uh, test block some of your news websites because we're not going to give money, by the way, that's controversial. That's not accepted. We don't want any Google money. Never asked for any. They are not going to be cross-subsidizing failed Canadian news corporations, which are already getting taxpayers' aid. But it is touching and quaint that you would have these regulators in Ottawa who think they're, they are going to be the masters of the Internet. They're doing it. They're going for it, Alex. It's highly entertaining, but will end badly. It always does, especially when you got the prime minister out there uh, this week alone doing the old Trump fake news <laughs> to all the media. It's like, really? <laughs> You're not helping. Continually doing damage, but uh, undermining everybody. Stay tuned. Tom, very much appreciated. I'll see what you guys uh, pick up out of this hearing, and uh, we'll talk again. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. That is uh, Tom Korski. I know you guys love him because you tell me all the time. We have them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I wish I could do it every day. I, he, they come up with so much, but Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1045. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.